Hey, just a heads up, this episode is full of spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it and then coming back and listening. Otherwise, I might just ruin it for you. Hey, and thanks for listening. Scott here with another episode of Seen Anything Good, a podcast where I give my opinions and reviews on movies and TV shows. Today we're going to be talking about Black Widow, the 24th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It was directed by Kate Shortland, based on a screenplay by Eric Pearson. The movie's actually been in development since 2004, initially by Lionsgate with David Hayter writing and directing, but it didn't move forward so the character rights reverted back to Marvel in 2006. Work began on the movie in 2017 with filming taking place from May to October 2019 in Norway, Budapest, Morocco, Pinewood Studios in England, and in Atlanta, Macon, and Rome, Georgia. It was released June 29th around the world and on July 9th in the U.S. in theaters and on Disney+. It's the first film in Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and was delayed three times from an original May May 2020 release date due to COVID. When it was released, it broke several pandemic box office records and has grossed over $159 million worldwide. It also earned $60 million globally from Premier Access, where you can spend an extra $30 on Disney Plus to gain access to the movie ahead of time, before they actually start streaming it for free. The film was met with generally favorable reviews from critics, with praise for performances and action sequences. The movie stars Scarlett Johansson returning as Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, and also returning is William Hurt, returning as Thaddeus Ross, the U.S. Secretary of State and former U.S. Army General. Now, new characters that were introduced to are Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, another Black Widow, Rachel Wise as Melina Vostikov, yet another Black Widow, David Harbour as Alexei Shastikov, the Red Guardian, Ray Winstone as General Drakov, who is a Russian general in charge of the Red Room where they train Black Widows. And lastly, Olga Kurilenko as Antonio Drakov, Drakov's daughter, which may sound familiar to you Marvel fans as that as somebody that you may have heard of in previous movies. Now, the movie, to me, is based on family. The family that Natasha Romanoff had, and it's a good telling of her backstory that we didn't get a whole lot of, but we saw glimpses of in Avengers Age of Ultron, where Wanda Maximoff used her mind powers on her and made her flashback to the time when she was in the Red Room and when she was training to become a Black Widow. Everything in the movie begins in 1995 where 
Natasha, Yelena, Alexei, and Melina are all undercover in the U.S. Um, Yelena doesn't realize that she is actually a Russian working undercover and that Natasha, Alexei, and Melina are actually her family. They're all undercover in the U.S. and they're covered, blown, and they have to escape the U.S. to Cuba. Um where the girls are drugged and taken to the Red Room and become Black Widows is where they start their training. Now, Alexei's actually the Russian's version of a super soldier. He's their Captain America. And Melina, she is actually already a Black Widow. So this is a program that's been going on for a while. Natasha is not the only person to carry the Black Widow title. It's not really her title. It is just a title that's given to people who graduate from the Red Room. Um, it's more along the lines of a nice tie-in story to really bring you up to speed on um, what happened to Natasha at the end of um, Captain America's Civil War. At that point, she's being hunted by Thaddeus Ross, and she's on the run, and she's trying to stay under the radar and figure out what to do. Um, at the same time, Yelena, um, she's on a mission to kill a former Black Widow, and at the time when she hunts her down and basically kill her as this Black Widow's dying, she releases this um, serum that's aerosolized or a gas into the air and Yelena suddenly snaps out of what we find out is um, some sort of forced hypnosis to where she's been under the Red Room's control and she's been doing their bidding and didn't even realize it and all of a sudden she realized what she's done. She's killed another Black Widow and she is given all of these other vials of antidote and told to free the other black widows because they're basically killing and doing so not knowing it because they've been programmed to do so chemically as opposed to just being brainwashed they've actually been chemically induced to do these sort of missions and to go on these assassination missions um you get a lot of payoffs in this movie, um, such as all the stuff that she saw, that Natasha saw in Age of Ultron when the Scarlet Witch did her whammy powers on her and all the flashbacks and everything like that. You actually get to see a great deal of that um, when Natasha was interrogating Loki in the first Avengers movie and he talks to her about all the red in her ledger and Drakoff's daughter that's paid off because Drakoff's daughter is in the movie um, she is also someone who's gone through the Red Room and becomes um, what I guess you would call the primary bad guy in the movie which is a character called Taskmaster um, who has the ability to watch somebody and then mimic anything that they can do in the way of fighting styles um, all the taskmaster has to do is just watch you fight and he can immediately mimic you so he carries a shield because he can fight like she can fight like captain america you have to forgive me taskmaster 
being a comic book person that I am, Taskmaster is actually a mercenary in the comics, and Taskmaster is a, a guy. Um, in the movie, they rejiggered the character a little bit to make it Dracoff's daughter, um, turn the character from male to woman, being under the same sort of um, chemical hypnosis, I guess you'd call it, as the rest of the Black Widows, but with this special ability to be able to mimic what she sees. So she's seen Captain America fight. She carries a shield. She can fight like Captain America. She's seen um, Hawkeye shoot a bow and arrow so she can use a bow and arrow like Hawkeye. Anybody she sees fight, she can fight exactly the same way. She mimics Natasha when they fight move for move. Um, she's basically the perfect weapon. So throughout the film, she is trying to get her hands on that antidote the Taskmaster is that Yelena got from the Dying Black Widow. Yelena has slipped it to Natasha um, to try and recover it from her later. The two end up hooking back up. Um, they decide to break Alexei out of prison. He was put there and he's been sitting in prison pretty much. That's where we left him um, when everybody escaped Cuba. Um, they break him out of prison and he tells him he doesn't know where the Red Room is but he knows someone who does and he takes them to Molina. The whole mission is to take the Red Room down to stop all this. Um, the the whole reconnection of that family that hadn't seen each other since the girls were kids um, is the gist of what this movie to me is about and to reestablish that familial bond that they had and also to take down this Red Room that's just been doing these awful things that Natasha didn't think was still going on because she thought she had killed Drakoff along with Drakoff's daughter and it turns out she didn't kill either of them and actually turned Drakoff's daughter into this just killing machine. Um, there's more to the movie. I'm trying not to spoil it too much because there is more to it but I, you know, I'm trying to leave a little bit of surprise in there. Um, in the end, the the movie was um, not at all what I expected it to be. I was um, very pleasantly surprised with it. I was like, okay, um, it's a Marvel movie that's, you know, a couple of years too late. It would have been better to come out with it, you know, when it should have come out, when it took place, which was after... Um, Captain America Civil War because, you know, spoilers, Natasha Romanoff dies in, you know, Avengers Endgame. Sacrificing herself in order for, you know, Hawkeye to get the, uh, to get the Soul Stone. So, you know, we know at the end of the day what's going to happen. And we know that at the end of this movie, she's going to end up surviving. So the stakes aren't really as severe as what they could have been. Had the movie come out when and it fit into the timeline, but the movie totally works. All the the positive criticism that it received for action sequences 
fit the bill. You know, it's a typical Marvel movie. They hit the nail on the head with that. They hit the nail with the story. Um, introducing Red Guardian was an excellent choice because using David Harbour that everybody would know from the Netflix series Stranger Things as Hopper. He was fantastic in that role. Um, I'm, I run hot and cold on Rachel Wise. I liked her in this movie. Um, introducing um, the Yelena Belova character, Florence Pugh. Uh, I'm not familiar with her much, but I thought she was great in the movie. Um, Ray Winstone, anything he's in, I'm pretty much a fan of him. I've liked him in just about everything I've seen him in. Uh, I, I liked it. I'm glad that they made the movie. Um, they set up which was a bit of a a twist for Marvel. What they normally do is with their credit scenes, they set up the next movie. But what they did with this one was they set up one of the next TV shows where Yelena meets with the character that we were introduced with in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, which is, of course, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, she gives Elena a mission who doesn't really seem interested at all in doing anything and says, here, this is the person responsible for your sister's death, and it's Hawkeye, who has a series coming out where he's training the next Hawkeye, basically. So we have Yelena confirmed for another Disney Plus series, this one centered around Hawkeye, where she's going to be trying to kill him, believing that he's the one responsible for Natasha's death. So that was supposed to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus's initial introduction to the public, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but because the movie got delayed so much, it ended up happening in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, either way, she still killed it. She was fantastic in her credit scene. She was fantastic in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So she's going to be an excellent fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, all in all, I like the movie. While I'm not a fan of how they portrayed the Taskmaster because he's just one of the coolest characters in Marvel because he's been a villain, he's been a pseudo-hero, he's more of a mercenary than anything else you pay him and he'll do the job for you. Um, the version worked for the movie. Um, I would have liked to have seen a more comic-accurate one, but how they made it work into the movie did a good job for me. Um... I like Yelena. I like that what the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character is kind of setting up as a possible Dark Avengers. So far, she's recruited U.S. Agent, which is Captain America Part 2, I guess, because especially now that he has the Super Soldier Serum, she's got a Black Widow with Yelena. White Vision is floating around out there somewhere for her to possibly recruit. So it looks like she might be working at creating her own Dark Avengers with some 
yet to be seen agenda so looking forward to that marvel can seemingly do no wrong at this point so if they put it out i'm watching it because they've yet to um have a miss so to speak rotten tomatoes gave the movie an 81 percent from the critics audience gave it a 92 percent um you know yet again i've yet to see them miss the mark and they've still gotten it right this time that's all I've got for today, so hopefully you've enjoyed this. I'd like to get your feedback. You can get me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SAG podcast. On Twitter at Seen Anything. Instagram podcaster.scott. Email podcaster.scott at gmail.com. This podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts along with the good folks at Podbean who host it. That's it for today. Hopefully we'll catch you next time when it looks like we're going to be looking at another Marvel project. Talk to you then.